This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Friday, December 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Look out. What are you kidding me? Uh, 2019, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment today. And of course, the perfect stocking stuffer. Oops. The art of learning from mistakes and adventures at Amazon.com, at BarnesandNoble.com, Goodreads.com as well. Uh, A lot of mistakes that I've made in my life in a variety of places, New Albany, Lake Bluff, Indiana University, Chicago, Indianapolis, some media stories in there from Indianapolis, uh, could not be, at least for my money, a better read. It's all about me, so I'm keenly interested in it. It it is all about mistakes that I've made. You know, when people write something autobiographical, uh, they tend to extol their own virtues. That usually sickens me. So I didn't do that. What I did was call myself out for a bunch of, a bunch of mistakes that I made and uh, what I learned from them. And uh, so hopefully you find it amusing and, and maybe a little bit enlightening, whatever. Uh, but feel free, order, review, rate. It's, uh, it, it was fun to write. I hope you enjoy reading it as much as I enjoyed writing it. And I hope we all enjoy watching Indiana basketball tonight. Take on Nebraska, the Cornhuskers visiting Assembly Hall tonight. And the Indiana Hoosiers, they need a win in this game in the worst way because they lost that game to Wisconsin. You don't want to dig yourself a 2-0 hole in Big Ten play before you get to the first of the year. Those first two games in Big Ten play, really, really important. And Indiana needs to work for a split tonight. Nebraska not very good. On Ken Palm, they're ranked 158. But I guarantee you that Archie Miller doesn't care a damn about what their Ken Palm rating is. He knows that his guys have got to play better basketball. The Hoosiers, they need to find a way to improve. I'm telling you, you can be happy as hell over what they did earlier this week in beating UConn at Madison Square Garden. They won 57-54. But you know what? That isn't enough, right? What they did in that game is going to get them beat 8 out of 10 times against UConn. 
Okay, so that was a win, and a win is good. You want to win the game, but you've got to play better and better and better and better. And if Indiana left New York City feeling satisfied about the way they played, they are grossly mischaracterizing for themselves their level of play. Uh, the Pacers tonight in Atlanta. I spent some time at practice yesterday. It's so much fun to be around these guys. Talked to Justin Holiday, talked to TJ McConnell for yesterday's Sports Nothing But Sports. And, and these are guys with just a, such a good outlook on basketball. And if you went to the game or if you watched on TV the other night as they beat the Celtics, wow, what, what a fun group of people to watch play the game. And, and what a group. You can tell when guys are plugged in and when guys are not plugged in. You can tell by their face. I was close enough at the game, sitting in the second row. I could see their faces clearly. And you could tell that these guys are all plugged in and plugged in together. What's going to be interesting is what happens when Victor Oladipo comes back because not everybody's going to be able to play. Those are 35 minutes that are going to go to Oladipo that would have gone to somebody else. All right, in a game, you've got 240 available minutes. This is going to strip 30 to 35 away. So is that going to come at the expense of T.J. McConnell? Or is it going to come at the expense of Aaron Holiday? Uh, a few of them are going to come at the expense of Jeremy Lamb. I like, you know what, how do you argue with what Aaron Holiday did the other night with his brother, his brother Justin in that fourth quarter? They combined to score 20 in the fourth. In the game, they combined to score 35. But T.J. McConnell makes that second unit go. They are really good. And we talked about how yesterday and how he just kind of dribbles and moves around the defense, looks for a guy who makes a mistake. And when a guy makes a mistake, the other Pacers know to capitalize on it, make a cut. McConnell's going to reward them with the basketball. And they get buckets. This is a team that all the pieces kind of work right now. With Oladipo coming back, they've got a chance to become better, but they can't do it at, at, by forcing another piece that is working exceptionally well in the second unit to sacrifice, right? Going to be really interesting. This is going to be, uh, Nate McMillan's going to make his money kind of negotiating what needs to happen with the Pacers as Victor Oladipo uh, returns, and he's getting close to being able to do just that. You got to win against Atlanta to, uh, tonight. And then on Sunday, late afternoon, uh, the Pacers are down at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. They're going to take on the Charlotte Hornets. You really need to win both these games. So uh, hopefully Pacers able to get that done. Butler tomorrow at noon against Southern. It's finals, right? So you don't want guys expending a lot of intellectual energy trying to figure out how to win games. And tomorrow's game against Southern should be a cakewalk for the Bulldogs. Southern on Ken Palm, ranked number 339. So draw your own conclusions. Butler, a team that doesn't uh, sleepwalk through any game, they're going to play well, hard, and together tomorrow and, and get that W. I'm going to be at Hinkle for that game. I love watching this team play too. This is a sweet spot for basketball in central Indiana. Between the Pacers and, and Butler and Purdue, all playing basketball the right way, and then Indiana showing signs of life, showing signs that they're going to be capable of doing that, we hope. A capability of playing hard and playing together, that's got to happen for IU 
to be successful. This is a sweet spot in time. Not a sweet spot in time for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. They are on the road Monday night in New Orleans against the Saints. The Colts are nine-point underdogs. The over-under is still 46. I swear to God, I, it, I look at it and I think it's a misprint. I don't know how you install that as a 46-point over-under. That's the gift of gifts. I, I cannot believe that the Colts and the Saints will not combine to score at least 47 points. It's cockamamie. It's crazy. I don't know what's going on. So the, uh, the Colts getting a little bit healthier. T.Y. Hilton back at practice yesterday in a limited way. And uh, so Kenny Moore out of practice. Not out for the game, but out at practice yesterday. Pierre Desir also limited. Desir is the Colts nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in the NFL. And, and I hope he makes it. And I also hope that Darius Leonard qualifies for the Pro Bowl. Because Darius Leonard was salty last year when he didn't make it. He's kind of resigned himself to the fact that he's not going to make it this year, but I think he's doing that kind of like an eight-year-old with Christmas coming, thinking, you know, boy, I really want whatever, really want that fire truck, or I really want that Xbox, but you know, I don't think I'm going to get it. I just don't think so, because they don't want to be disappointed on Christmas. That's like Darius Leonard. He's like, yeah, I'm not making the Pro Bowl. That's a popularity contest, and if I didn't make it last year, how am I going to make it this year? He 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 was so hurt last year that he's he's kind of preparing himself so that he's not hurt this year. That is the sweetness of Darius Leonard. I really hope that he makes it. There are several Colts who deserve to make it, despite the fact that they're six and seven, and kind of at this point looks like they're going to be limping toward a season that does not require their diligence in the month of January, which is an absolute shame. Uh, David Stern, he suffered a brain hemorrhage yesterday at lunch. Uh, a 911 call was placed just before 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon in Manhattan. David Stern rushed to the hospital. Surgery was performed. There is no update on his condition. David Stern, one of the most important figures over the last half century in professional sports. Athletes, they, at the time he took over the NBA as the commissioner, athletes were averaging $250,000 a year in salary when he left. The average was $5 million. Valuations for uh, NBA franchises went from that less than $100 million easily into the billions of dollars as, as a result of David Stern's work as the commissioner over the course of uh, yeah, 30 years. A, uh, a guy who I, I don't think his effect on professional basketball or professional sports can be overstated. Yes, a lot of things happened that helped. All right, Michael Jordan came into the league. Uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas. Julie Serving was still in the league when David Stern was the commissioner. You had stars that were essential to the growth of the NBA during his reign as commissioner, but what he did in negotiating through a changing media landscape and, and being a very, like you talk about protecting the shield, David Stern protected the shield. Prayers for, uh, for David Stern this morning as, as hopefully he begins his recovery. Uh, interesting discussion yesterday on Dan Dockich's radio show on 1070 The Fan about transferring. 
and about whether uh, athletes are better off sitting out a year than playing immediately someplace, being immediately eligible to play. And I agree with both Dan and Doug in that it's better for kids to take a breath, take a year, get acclimated to their new surroundings, and then begin to compete. There's no hurry, Murray. All right? I agree with that. But I think that that needs to be a personal decision made by an athlete and his or her family, not by the NCAA, not by the conferences, determining whether kids are immediately eligible or not. I, I would like to see them be immediately eligible but have the option to take a year where they kind of get their feet wet, they learn their new surroundings, learn their new environment, and then move forward in playing. A year off can be a really, really good thing. Kind of taking a deep breath and developing an understanding of stuff other than, hey, I got to get up six o'clock every morning to get shots up and then get to practice. And, and that routine that players fall in love with, it is good to get out of that routine and develop interests elsewhere while working at your game. I, I think that it would be a really good thing for all athletes to take that year but I don't think that it should be mandated by the NCAA. And I, I think that that's where, that's where the disagreement in a lot of discussions about the NCAA, its role, and how college athletes ought to go about their business through their eligibility as, as athletes. Um, you know, what needs to be legislated and what needs to be a personal decision? Those are, that's the question. I don't think, I think everybody pretty much agrees about what's best, right? But what's best doesn't always need to be legislated. So, uh, but a, a terrific discussion yesterday, a good kind of academic discussion, a good debate, friendly debate, sharing of ideas, no yelling, no nonsense, just good sharing of ideas. I found it to be terrific radio. Uh, the lack of civility on Twitter is an absolute problem. Some tweets about Joey Brunk related to his father's death from cancer. Just so repellent. I can't believe human beings authored it. And, and the two people who kind of went after Joey Brunk in the most cruel way imaginable, uh, they've gotten off Twitter. Their Twitter accounts have been disbanded, uh, which is a good thing. And, and what I would like for those two people to do is not see social media as the problem, and, but it's their use of social media. And, and it's those people who really make social media a pretty damn unpleasant place from time to time. Twitter, it shouldn't always be civil, but you know what? The comments like that, do you understand that people are human beings? The people you attack, they're not just Twitter people. They're, they're not just, you know, diodes on your TV and, and you know, displaced plasma showing you a basketball game. These, these are human beings, for God's sake. And to not understand that, and to, to, to put yourself in a position to hurt somebody through a 280-character tweet or, or fewer is just repellent and a reflection of humanity that is, um, that is so off-putting that you almost feel like, it, uh, especially, like sometimes you think, okay, where are the happy people at? You know what I mean? Are they in Sweden? Are they in Finland? Are they in Ireland? Where do we go to be with the happy people 
who understand that life is a gift and that each day for us is a gift that we can share with others and we can bring our happiness into the lives of others. Where are those people at, right? You know, where, where can I go to be among those instead of being assailed? And this makes no personal difference to me, right? I don't know Joey Brunk well, and I didn't know his father well at all. And, and so this is not, you're not attacking mine, but you're attacking, you are, because you're attacking a human being and you're making that human being feel terrible. So how do you sleep? And, and where are the people who are committed to not doing that and committed to saying things that make people feel good? Now we all get on Twitter and we all whine a little bit and that's fine and we all complain and that's okay, but there's a line, man. And, and talking about Joey Brunk in terms of his father and, and his passing is just awful and representative of the worst of humanity. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this Friday the 13th, shall we? I, you believe in all this Friday the 13th bad luck stuff? I've never had a bad day on a Friday the 13th, I don't think. Not that I knew of. I think it's great to have a, uh, a birthday on Friday the 13th. Angie Dober, happy birthday. Justin Kirby, happy birthday. The great Erica Sylvia having a happy birthday today, I'm quite sure. Tatiana Komarova, which is one of my favorite names to say during the birthday celebrations every year. Just fun to say Tatiana Komarova. Uh, Michael Mergel, happy birthday. The great Jeremy Smith, happy birthday. Chris Gale, happy birthday. Kevin Kelly, Mitchell Young, Jason Scott, Jessica Servienich, happy birthday. And the great Scott Mastower, celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. First of all, by not being a mean-ass prick. But secondly, by paying a person, any person, an honest and specific compliment. And you can make it a great day with the stocking stuffer of the century. Oops! The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures, which I wrote and which I got my first shipment of just the other day, uh, not even two days ago. And uh, so they're available, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Goodreads.com. Just search in the you know that field where you search, Oops, Kent or Oops, Sterling, and there it pops up. And it's a, uh, I don't know, a wonderful book, I think. I had a great time writing it. We'll talk to you uh, coming up 3 o'clock. Sports, another but sports, going to talk Butler basketball as well as, uh, 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 what else? Oh, questions from Harry. What the hell am I thinking? Of course. And so we'll do that. And, and uh, there you go. Look at that. Ryan is going to be so thrilled with his personal copy of Oops. Won't he? You bet your ass. We'll talk to you at 3 o'clock.